Memphis, Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, July 20th, 2023, right now in the capital city. We are at 69 degrees on our way to a high. Now they're delicious one there, temperature-wise. 82 degrees for the high. What have we done to deserve this? I don't know. It's great. But well, thanks. it's great. You know what it is. We've uh, it's it's just repayment. We we will be punished in the future. We will next be week. punished next week. Next week, because looks like we're getting back to flirting with triple digits uh, next week. There, there's actually a couple of days we've got triple digit highs already forecast. Yeah, yeah. so uh, enjoy today, tomorrow especially, and then a little warm up. Still not bad Saturday and Sunday, and then we get by the time Monday rolls around, we're really back into uh, back into that summer feel. So. Enjoy it while it is here. It's Thursday morning on the show. That's Mark Vale. Johnny Cadillac will join us shortly, as will Chris Lofgren. Time at Saver Traffic on this Thursday morning. He's going to be busy, by the way. Uh, Chris? Yeah. Why is that? Well, we've already got two situa- two uh, situations going. My goodness. Eastbound to O Street just before, uh, just west of 56th. It was car versus a garbage truck injury accident. They're working it now. Southbound 56 down in, you know, our not kind of where we live, but yeah. just south of Pioneers. Southbound 56 closed south of Pioneers until uh, further notice. There was a rollover accident, took out a power oh, pole yesterday. That's a bad spot. That's yeah. a bad spot to be closed. North, north Hopefully everybody was okay. Northbound Jeez. is open. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and Still. they'll probably have it fixed by midday, but... Wow, that's that's a busy. Part that's of a very busy. That's a very busy spot. Sorry, sorry to jump in on that, but no. those are two that could be affecting the morning commute immediately. And I, you know what, I I kind of have the feeling, Mark, when you're talking about road construction, I am not going. I don't know when it's going to take for me to ever actually remember that South eighty four, excuse me, North eighty fourth Street is closed, because I, I I think there have probably been since they closed that thing and have worked on various parts. Probably 10 different times where I've had to go somewhere and just went down there, and then I finally get there up to O Street, and I'm like, or or wherever it's well, closed. Part of that the is time. open, has been reopened. Right, but there's still, there's there's still th- one area where you can't get through northbound all the way. Uh, I don't know where it is I, right now. Well, I know uh, I know they've opened up. Uh, it's gone head-to-head on the southbound lanes at part of it. So. Right. Well, well it's it's a mouse. What, what whatever it feels like I I every I don't know what it's going to take for me. It's probably going to be completely fixed by the time I start realizing that it's actually there, you you may, so. you may have your flying car by then. That'd be nice. That would be good. So, uh anyway, some traffic situations this morning we'll keep you updated with all of that. In terms of what we have on the show, it's Ticket Thursday. We've got tickets to see Rick Springfield's I Want My 80s Tour at the Astro in La Vista. Nebraska, August 30th. Yes, the I Want My 80s Summer Tour. So Rick Springfield doing Jesse's Girl is not the only part of it. Also on the list are the Hooters, Paul Young. Who, uh, by the way, they all are kind of have a couple of hits. Bane on Hooters has And She Dance, And She Dance, just a little. Paul Young has uh, Every Time You Go Away. Remember that one? Tommy Two-Tone. Is the other band that'll be there? Tommy Two Tone band or is band? Is it just a person? I don't know. They've got uh, Goody Two Shoes. 
So should be a fun concert. It's coming up August 30th. We are going to play in honor of the I Love, the or I Want My 80s Tour. We are going to play the Lie Detector, but a 1980s-themed Lie Detector game today. This is kind of something we've never quite... It's a little different skin we're putting on the Lie Detector game today, and I think it's going to be fun if you are uh, if you are around for the 80s. Number one, you're going to like this concert more, and number two, you're going to do better on this contest that we are doing today, as I was around for all of the 80s as well. So we will uh, be playing that at 710, so listen for the cue to call. That should be a lot of fun to listen to. A little bit later in the show, uh, we will talk to Robin and Dave from Grow Lincoln. Uh, They'll be talking to us about the newest restaurants, retail businesses opening in the capital city. And then later in the show today is the last week where, uh, where Greg Sharp, uh, is going to be taking his little summer break from us. He'll be back next week, but to fill his spot at 835 today, we will be having for the first time in a long time, too long, Dr. Ken Dewey, who normally joins us on a pretty regular monthly basis. Um, I'm not sure when the last time he was on with us. It's been a while back, and so he is going to give us a little bit more detail on this changeover that looks like it's coming here uh, at the beginning of next week with the weather. So Dr. Dewey joins us at 835. So we are very busy here on the show today. Uh, in terms of this morning's headlines... Um, hey, take a look at the cast up there because we got just another view of this. Eastbound. I'm looking at it. Is this at this is at 56th and 0? Right right up the street from where we are. Yes, there is a garbage truck into the eyeglass world. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Oh my goodness! Did that thing crash into the building? I can't see it very well, but there's a you you can see behind the ambulance and the fire truck the car that was hit. It's up on the median, uh, eastbound. Oh, so. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. So eastbound O is effectively closed. Yeah, eastbound O looks like there is no, I mean, they've got it closed up further up, probably up by us here. They've got it closed up because it's probably 48th or maybe 52nd. probably look out the window and be able to see that. Um, yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, dump truck right into that that's big. That's a garbage truck. Yep. Or a garbage truck, I yep. should say, right into that that side where they've got all the, the big glass windows there on that eyeglass world. That building used to be a bank. I think back in the day, I don't know if it's actually up against the building. It's too hard. can't really tell. I wonder if it broke because that's a lot of glass on the side of that building. That's a. I sometimes go in there and get glasses there. Yep, that's where I get mine. I I get them there because, uh, well, I mean, let's be honest, they're cheap uh, there. But I've got a dog who chews up my glasses all the time. (laughs) The amount of glasses I've been through. Why could not? Why could he be? I mean, why couldn't he be a dog that chews furniture or something like that? But for for my dog, it is hard plastics that are his favorite or think, things that feel like that. So, what does that mean? That means glasses. That means remote controls uh, are his are his best friend to get. Uh, my wife's hair clips, hard plastic. Anything that's hard plastic, whole bunch of stuff he'll completely leave alone. But if it's something that's hard plastic at all, he'll go for it. And the amount of the amount of dollars that have been of glasses, prescription glasses. Now that I'm an old man and I'm wearing the uh, uh, the the bifocal or the transitions lenses, they're even more expensive. Ugh. So anyway, hopefully they get that fixed up in case I need glasses here again pretty soon. Um, 
Yeah. I've gone. Have you ever done the online thing where you buy glasses? No. I've, I've tried that, too. There are some that are just oddly cheap. And and to be honest, uh, they they break like they're oddly cheap, cheap too. Because but, they're oddly cheap. But that, that's the thing is I don't care. They're probably going to get chewed eventually, so I'm not really, no. I don't really care all that much no, about my, those Mine things. are like a, a trifocal. Holy and, cow. And they transition, uh, you know, they're In the, the, sun? No, the no line. Plus, they're oh. the, the the transitions to oh those dark. are you you can't get those cheap. That's got too many features on it. Yeah, you can tell me. Yeah, even even at the the discount places, uh, you're, you're they're still, still you're yeah. still probably two three hundred dollars. I'm gonna guess Ooh, for those. Aren't try you? a seven. Oh my gosh, we okay. The dog would have to go if I had seven hundred dollar glasses. I mean, I can get these, the ones that I've got, which are on the cheap end for a hundred fifty, hundred seventy-five. But they're only, they're only the bifocal thing with no line. But seven hundred, my goodness, holy cow! I know. I wish I could go back to contacts, but my eyes hate contacts now. Maybe it's time to go get the late. Do people still get that LASIK surgery? People oh, do yeah. that. Oh yeah. Maybe I should. What, what, you don't. He, it feels like you don't hear about that as much anymore. It used to be a bigger deal. Everybody used to be getting it. Well, it used to be pretty unique. It wasn't. Yeah. And is that, che- is that cheap now? Can you get that for eighty bucks or something? Is that possible? Probably uh, not. Probably not. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, 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 and I've got cataracts to re- that are forming now, so I've got that to look forward to at some point in the future. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that was your eye health segment on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. A uh, couple of things here in Nebraska courts probably worth mentioning. Judge uh, Lancaster County District Court heard arguments on the bans on gender-affirming care and abortion in Nebraska yesterday. ACLU had filed a suit on this back in May, and they had a hearing on this Yesterday, Now, the overall claim is that the bill does not pass muster under the single subject rule that is out there for the state. Now, accordingly, the ACLU would like to see an injunction issued that says, hey, we're not going to put any of these in effect. And if I recall, the abortion one goes into effect immediately. The other one, it's not until later. October 1st. So that one you wouldn't need an immediate injunction for necessarily until it would go in effect in a couple of months. But uh, as of now, it, they are in effect, or, or the abortion one is in effect. The judge did not make any ruling on anything yesterday. She's taking the arguments under advisement, which would include the preliminary injunction, which would stop these things from being enforced, and sh- she will make issue a decision um, going forward. She said she'll issue a written decision on this in terms of what is going to happen. But uh, as I've said before, it's always a good thing to watch if you're following these cases and wondering, and you've got, you know, you kind of a stake in them, you want them to go one way or the other. Always good to look at these rulings on preliminary injunctions because they give you some real foreshadowing in terms of what the judge thinks about the merits of the case because that's one of the factors that the judge is supposed to consider for preliminary injunctions is likelihoods of likelihood of success on the merits. Very good news that the ACLU prevails on that for them. Uh, very good news uh, for the other side, uh, the state, which is being argued by the attorney general's office. The state or the attorney general, uh, if they would not issue issue that, because it, it basically says here's what the judge, at least portion of that is 
the judge saying what she thinks is going to be happening on the merits of the case. The other thing that's interesting, did you see this, um, Mark? It looks like the fairness ordinance still may not be done. Yeah, I, you know, I saw the headline or the I saw a social media post is what it was, but I did not go in and read it yet. So okay, well, to, I'll give you. I, the- I just know that it's still. Yeah, I'll give you the Cliffs notes. I mean, I'm not going to go through the long history, which basically spans a decade. But back to last February, City Council approves it. Uh, Nebraska Family Alliance gets enough signatures to put it on the ballot. The council rescinds it. Then another group from the other side of this whole thing, the Let Lincoln Vote group, they get the signatures. They get 11,000 signatures to get the issue on the ballot. So you have both sides of this trying to get it on the ballot, or at least people, some people on both sides of it. But Lancaster County Election Commissioner says, eh, can't verify these signatures because you don't have a statement on this thing that says whether the circulator was paid or a volunteered collector. Therefore, it's invalid. Therefore, we can't even get to verifying these things. Therefore, it is not going to be on the ballot. Maybe. Maybe. Now, let Lincoln vote has an attorney, and the attorney is saying, in this case, the signatures didn't even need to go to the election commissioner. That's the city council's job to determine the sufficiency of the signature. And so the argument is that the language of the charter says it's presented to the city council for verification, and the council shall determine the sufficiency. Therefore, the uh, it needs to either be enacted by the council or put to a public vote. I don't know. I'm not going to come in and claim to know the ins and outs of uh, initiative law on this sorts of thing and what the argument is exactly here. Is this about, actually classified as an initiative then? Uh, or is this just a petition? This would be, that's a good question. That's a good question. I always get get uh, got mixed up earlier when because we were talking about a referendum versus a, an initiative. The ballot initiative petitions, it's very, very specific on how they are printed and what has to be there. I mean, even the font on, on some of those, if they're going for a ballot initiative. I keep. I think I'm saying that shorthand, maybe not, not necessarily okay. legally, if that's not the right, the right thing on this. But, I mean, the bottom line is it's we got these signatures. And city council can either enact this or they can send it to a vote, essentially, is is the legal effect of this. The first time it went through, when the Nebraska Family uh, Coalition did this, the city council said, we're rescinding it. We're not going to go ahead and do this whole thing. So if this, if, now I don't know how solid of a case this is, but if Let Lincoln Vote wins this, city council could enact it. Right, but they chose not to do that earlier. They because didn't, of the National Family Alliance, they didn't seem to want it on the ballot. Uh, they did. They didn't. They didn't seem to want it on ballot either, though. But the other thing they could do is allow voters to decide once and for all on this thing. This thing's almost been on the ballot time after time after time, but it hasn't been yet. So potentially, potentially, if things go the right way on this whole thing, you could have this on the November. 2024 ballot uh, along with everything else along with president along with senator along with legislature along with the house along with the potential for ballot initiatives on medical marijuana for ballot initiatives on paid sick leave for ballot initiatives on on tax credits for donations to private school along with probably more ballot initiatives and referendums going along with that so 
shaping up. I mean, can you imagine grouping all of these things that seem like have been on the verge of being on the ballot? Yeah, I mean, talk about medical marijuana, same thing. Been on the verge of being on the ballot time and time again, and it could all finally happen in one major giant election, probably breaking turnout records in November 2024. So we'll see what the judge says in in this thing. But I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how that one's going to yeah, go. There, on there's there's no early election next year in the city that it could go on. Like yeah, they, no, it would have to be. It, it, there's it, no it, city. We're in an off year. Could, could it be on the primary? No, it wouldn't be. No, up. because it would only be one party. It wouldn't right. be the entire city voting for it because the right. primary election goes to different sides. So it's got that's the next election you can put it on. So the, I assume I assume that's the one that would go on is is 2024. So anyway, those are some of the uh, the things going on again. A uh, couple areas to be aware of, at least for the time being, you're going to want to avoid eastbound on O Street around 56th. And then the other one was South 56 Mark. Linden to Spruce. That's about is... two blocks south of 56th and Pioneers. Okay. So between Pioneers and Nebraska Parkway. Yikes. Southbound. Well, All right. All right. So there you go. So what's going on? Uh, Got to check sports coming up next. Sound off in 10 minutes. And don't forget your chance to win those Rick Springfield tickets with 80s lie detector coming up at 7 10 you listen to lnk today with jack and friends on klin severe weather means interruptions check closings and cancellations anytime at klin.com pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I'll just Malcolm Byron. Can news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. All right, a couple of quick notes before we get into that. Uh, I want to mention number one. In half hour from right now, we're going to be giving away tickets to see Rick Springfield's I Want My 80s Tour. It's going to be in La Vista on August 30th. This sounds like a lot of fun. Not only is it Rick Springfield, but is going to be partnering up with fellow 80s hit makers, the Hooters, Paul Young, and Tommy Two-Tone. And they'll be in La Vista on August 30th. So you're a fan of 80s music, you're going to hear a lot of the hits there. Uh, If you want to get tickets to that, listen for that cue to call because... Once we do that, we are going to be playing lie detector test. This is going to be testing your knowledge of what actually happened and what didn't happen in the 80s. This is going to be a fun one, a little bit different than we've done in the past, so be listening for the cue to call. Be ready to play along in the car at home, and uh, we'll have some fun with that coming up at 810. Now, that said, 
It's already Thursday. This week's kind of been flying by. Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is Request Line Friday. So I wanted to make sure we... I made the decision yesterday because we made it kind of late and didn't make an announcement. We're just going to go this week. We're going to go general with Request Line Friday. We'll probably have a theme for next week for you, but we're going to have... On this Friday, again, general, whatever it is you want, so long as we can play it on the radio, which, you guys, that was a bit of an issue last week, so please make sure you can play them on the radio. Um, and so whatever gets you in the mood to get ready for the weekend tomorrow in the dog days of summer, text those songs in now. Get at the front of the line. You're going to get more of the song played. You're going to get a more primetime spot if you text those in at 402-479-1400. So get going on that today. Be thinking about what song might make your morning tomorrow, and we'll get that played. We'll have a good time with that as I go back to the DJ booth for that tomorrow. So that's a couple of the things that we've got coming up. All right. With all of that said, it is time to do our sound off. Uh, just got a, we got a little today. We don't have a, we don't have a ton on here right now, but, uh, nothing, nothing huge in the world of politics, which is just fine. I think probably for a lot of us, although we do have, we do have kind of a culture war thing here. We haven't talked about it yet on the show, but it seems like it's everywhere. So I feel like we should at least acknowledge it and mention it and get people updated if they haven't heard about it. Uh, country singer Jason Aldean put out a video for a uh, a song of his that's actually been out for several months. He said it's been out since May, but it is uh, it's drawn some controversy. Uh, it's drawn some criticism. He's spoken out about it. So if you don't know what's going on when people are referencing Jason Aldean, let's get you at least a little bit of a primer on all of that so you understand the conversation. Aldean's new song, Try That in a Small Town, centers around people in a small town taking care of their own. But the song and music video has sparked controversy. Critics allege it's racist. And now even CMT has stopped airing the video. Now in that video, there are real clips of riots and violent crime. Critics say part of the music video was filmed in front of the Maury County Courthouse that was once home to a lynching. However, the same courthouse was used in other productions, including the Hannah Montana movie. Tennessee Democratic State Representative Justin Jones condemned the song, calling it heinous for promoting violence. All right. Uh, I I, I watched the video yesterday for the first time, and trust me, it's going to take a pretty big controversy to get me to watch a country music video, to be honest. But I I wanted to see what it was was all about and if you haven't seen it he's a video in front of this this uh building uh that the people were critiquing it because it was a controversial place to do this and then it's a lot of it's a lot of i don't know that i quite got the connection between the lyrics and the song totally um it was a lot of clips of of pro you know protests in especially around 2020 and and those sorts of things and some of the violence that was happening with that and the lyrics are like it's like let's keep the red dirt roads red keep the little white church keep keeping god first keep dragging that plow keep the blue in your collar keep the sweat in your dollar keep the sins in the water and your roots in the ground keep standing tall the hell in your gnaw (laughs) here's to y'all keeping small towns small um you know, like to the ones rocking rust on a box bodied truck, rev it up, keep that rubber burned down to the ones coming home to your homecoming queen. Keep making that girl's daddy proud to all of you fighting for that flag. We're going to hold it down until you get back. 
uh, like I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I got, it was hard. It was sort of hard. Like it was sort of like a shout out to all these these people who, you know, the sort of stereotypical people who live in a small town and and you know lift it to the folks who need the money but won't sell the family forty. Keep telling that suit and tie no. To all them hidden county liners, little mom and pop diners, keep telling the big money where to go. So, like, the lyrics didn't really match to me with the sort of the sort of political tone of the video. Um, here's what here's what he said. Here was the statement that he put out. He said, "In the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to comparison that I was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM." protests he said these references are not only meritless but dangerous there's not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it that's correct by the way and there's a single video clip that isn't real news footage i assume that's correct too i'm not sure how that's exactly relevant to it but what and he says and while i can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music this one goes too far um so there you go critique has been uh that it glorifies what are called sundown towns. If you've ever heard that, I had never heard of that. A turn that refers to towns or neighborhoods that practice racial discrimination via discriminatory local laws or outright intimidation of violence. I don't know. Like, here's what I saw. Like, the lyrics of the town, the lyrics of the song, like I said, didn't, I mean, the lyrics alone didn't evoke any of those things for me. The video just seemed like it really plugged in a lot of stuff that didn't seem like it related to the idea of the song and was just like sort of really dramatic about about the you know protests and and things that are going to get people really emotional in the video so it was a weird it was kind of a weird combo to me between the lyrics and the video all of that said all of that said look i wasn't ever going to i wasn't going to be listening to this song this is the type of music that i'm listening to much like a lot of things, it's hard for me to sit here and get too riled up about this, especially when it's art, especially when it's music. He can make he can make the song that he wants to. You might not like it, but, I mean, it's just, man, I don't know how people have, have all this outrage in them about everything, um, about all of, all of these different things. Like, I don't... I thought the video was kind of weird, but that's fine. I'm not. I'm not super interested in watching. It just doesn't. It doesn't super impact me. And this goes for a, a whole bunch of stuff. This is. I mean, I wasn't that mad about the Bud Light thing either. Like, I don't. I don't know. I, do, do I feel like I need to apologize for not having enough outrage about all of these things? But I think everybody else has plenty, so I don't need to to worry about it. So. Anyway, there it is. That's that is the situation with that. You can YouTube the video and watch it if you want to have a better idea and develop your own opinion on the whole thing. But beyond that, I think I'm just gonna gonna let that one go and probably forget about it here in the next couple of days. Other things going on this morning. Uh, oh, if you are uh, signing up for a Netflix plan, you are losing one of your options to save some money. You might have already lost the password sharing. They've cracked down. They finally have done it. They finally cracked down on the password sharing from different households. Now 
that basic tier not available anymore. The streaming giant is saying goodbye to its lowest tier ad-free subscription plans, both in the U.S. and the U.K. The Netflix basic plan, which had been priced at $9.99 a month, will remain in place for current subscribers, but is no longer available to new customers. New U.S. subscribers can now choose from a $6.99 a month ad-supported plan, a $15.49 standard plan, and a $19.99 premium plan that includes more simultaneous streams and better video quality. Netflix has taken a number of steps to increase its revenues and subscriptions after they began to taper off at the end of the pandemic, including the ad-supported subscription tier and a crackdown on password sharing. Hilary Barsky, Fox News. Okay, so the $9.99 tier, I, I didn't have this. I had a higher one because the $9.99 tier allowed only one screen at a time. You couldn't watch simultaneous streams and we had enough people and yes maybe for a while it was someone in another house we had enough people on ours that it was practical for us to have multiple screens and so we went with the next one up on that so we didn't have the 999 but i can see why a lot of people probably did so basically they're saying okay your choice is now if you start new and you can you can get grandfathered into the 999 but your choice is now to go down to the 699 and get ads that's about 4 or 5 minutes of an ad per hour which i don't like we have one of what do we have we have hulu that's ad supported um and it's sort of like it's not that bad it's 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 not that bad because it kind of gives you a chance to get up stretch your legs out use the restroom Get yourself a beverage out of the fridge, those sorts of things. It's not it's not too bad if they don't come up too frequently and the breaks aren't that long. So you can go with that, or you go up to the 1549 plan, which has more I don't know how many concurrent streams that's got. That's got that's got um a, a few more concurrent streams you can do. Or you can go to the gold plated one, which gets you super high video quality. And even more concurrent screens there. I think we are at the 1549 one, but I don't actually know. Actually, no. So anyway, uh, something to think about if, you are, uh, if you've are if you got that or you're thinking about signing up there. Uh, all right. Other things going on today. You remember the uh, – this, this was always brought up. This happened to be just kind of around when I was – Going to law school and thinking about going to law school, and a lot of people would bring this up. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be one of those lawyers that sues McDonald's because coffee is hot," because of this story years ago. Who was burned by burned by the coffee? Got a huge settlement. I can't remember exactly, or or won in a lawsuit. I think it was against McDonald's. I don't I don't even remember. Well, we've got another McDonald's hot uh, hot food, not coffee this time. Hot McNuggets situation that ended up in a pretty hefty settlement it wasn't a minor burn second degree leaving her lamp the lawsuit claimed disfigured and scarred olivia carballo was just four when she was burned after opening a happy meal bought at a tamarack florida mcdonald's according to the lawsuit the nuggets there were served at a scalding 200 degrees mcdonald's says the nugget could not have been more than 160 degrees cooked at that temp to avoid salmonella poisoning gary baumgarten fox news okay 200 degrees i mean yeah if you're cooking chicken you need it to be a hundred i mean internally at least you know when you put a meat meat thermometer in chicken or pork you got to get it up to that 160 degree level at least in the interior so um but that sounds nasty on the lap and big injuries there for a four-year-old 
Uh, all right, other things going on. This is interesting. Speaking of unsolved memories, one of the, excuse me, one unsolved mysteries, one of the most notorious ones out there in the United States, at least in pop culture, has to, uh, takes us back to 1996 uh, and the murder of Tupac Shakur in Las Vegas after a Mike Tyson fight. I've listened to several podcasts on this because this was right kind of right in the prime time of of my growing up and um, big in pop culture as well. So, you know, you figured this was always going to be an unsolved mystery, cold case for forever going forward. Well, evidently, authorities in Nevada are picking up this investigation years and years later, almost what, almost 30 years later after this, 27 years later, and they're serving search warrants now on the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur. What is going on exactly here? The Henderson home, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police, searched in connection to the murder of Tupac Shakur, reportedly connected to 60-year-old Dwayne Davis, also known as Keith D. Davis has spoken out in YouTube videos and in a book about a possible shooter the night the rapper was killed. He's also the uncle of the late Orlando Anderson, who was rumored to have been involved. Tupac was struck by gunfire in a drive-by shooting in September of 1996. He died in the hospital from his injuries at the age of 25. Nearly three decades later, officials have not made any arrests in the case. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Can you you imagine? And I don't know if the the person who may come up to, to could eventually face charges if that even happens, if this is somebody who's alive or not, or if there's somebody else or some other string of evidence they're going to discover that points them towards someone. But just for a second, can you imagine if they went and had a criminal trial on this now and what a crazy, huge circus that would be? You may, I mean, I, I don't say... Yeah, it is a little. It is something about a certain age, about being a certain age, just because that was such... That was such a big deal at that time in the music and pop culture world for for people who are about my age at that time. Uh, If they went through and actually criminally tried someone on that, it would be crazy after this, because I think we all assumed there was nothing else. You know, we we were never going to hear anything more about goodness sakes. There's been documentary after documentary, after movie, after podcast, after everything kind of delving into the detail. You can get so much information on this and the theories that are out there. And for them to actually begin the investigation now to get going back with the investigation now is completely um, it's something that I never expected would be happening. Uh, All right, let's uh, got a couple more to finish off here. Uh, if you didn't hear yet, we've been updating this, it feels like, constantly for two weeks, and that's the Mega Millions and the Powerball uh, drawings and whether or not someone won. Well, somebody finally won on the Powerball one. That was the biggest of the two, and this is the one where we're talking about the overall prize being over $1 billion. Congratulations, someone in Los Angeles. Lotto officials say the winning billion-dollar ticket was sold at a mini-market in downtown L.A. The winning numbers drawn Wednesday night were 7, 10, 11, 13, and 24, with a Powerball of 24. The winning ticket has a cash value of $558.1 million. The jackpot had been growing since mid-April, with 38 straight drawings before Wednesday night's big win. The billion-dollar grand prize, the third largest in the game's history, which began back in 1992. There is another big jackpot up for grabs this week. Friday night's Mega Millions jackpot estimated to be worth at least $720 million. 
Ted Lindner, Fox News. All right, there you go. So you're you're out of luck if the Powerball was the one that you were trying to uh, trying to get to. But if it uh, if it's Mega Millions, that smaller amount is okay with you. So be it. Five hundred fifty million dollars. So uh, let's say you wanted to uh, lived eighty more years. You want to pay yourself a yearly salary out of that. It's uh, that'd be six million a year. Six million a year. Let's that let's divide that by three hundred sixty five. Uh that would be eighteen thousand dollars a day you could pay yourself out of that as a salary if you were gonna live eighty years and you wanted to end up with zero. Let's see, let's divide our day amount by twenty four hours. That would be uh seven hundred eighty four dollars an hour <laughs> for your rate, working twenty four hours a day. Being paid constantly. I hope I'm doing my math on right on this. Heck, let's go down to the minute then. Let's go to $13 a minute. $13 a minute is what you're going to be making. And if we want to divide by 60 again and go all the way down to the second, 22 cents a second for the rest of your life. That's what it would be if my math is right, which it very well may not be. A lot of money. All right, 624, we'll take a break. It's time to check in with Capital Humane Society. Next, a potential pet in your home. Maybe you're thinking about it. We'll consider an adoption from the Capital Humane Society. We'll tell you about the pets there right now after this on KLIN. Windurologist Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, let's find out about those pets in case you've been thinking about getting one. We'd like to know what's out there. Matt Macharo joins us on Thursday mornings. Give us a little bit of an update on the population at the Humane Society. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I'm good. Tell us about the pets that you guys are featuring this week. So first off, we have Ricky, and he's a four-and-a-half-year-old American Bulldog mix, neutered mm-hmm. male. Pretty much all white, but has a few black spots on him. Weighs about 81 pounds, and he was surrendered to us due to no fault of his own, but his previous owner, unfortunately, they lost their home and couldn't take care of him anymore. But he's a special needs pup. He is deaf, so he will need a a new home that understands he'll have to use uh, hand signals and uh, not rely on those verbal cues, but plays really well. Uh, with other dogs and he'll likely do well in a home that has another dog that likes to play as well nice all right what else do you have and then we got rowdy so rowdy's a four-month-old domestic long hair neutered male orange tabby kitten he came in as a lost kitten and nobody came looking for him but true to that name he is definitely rowdy he loves to play and definitely explore all the surroundings around him but uh, if you're looking for a fluffy energetic and entertaining kitten rowdy's going to be your guy all right, very good. If people want to make an adoption, how do they go about doing that? So Pylock Pet Adoption Center route at 70th and Nebraska Parkway, and we're open today and tomorrow from 1130 to 7 both days, and then Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. So encourage folks to come on out and see all the pets that are available for adoption. Very good. Yes, I encourage you. I repeat that. Uh, get on out there. Check out the pets available. Make an adoption and uh, help help the whole community out here. Hey, thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. We'll check in with you again next week. All right. Have a good one. I got Matt Macharo from the Capital Humane Society. All right, coming up from 10, uh, 10 minutes from now, be listening. There will be a cue to call. I will give you a cue to call uh, a little bit later. And if you call, you're going to get a chance to play 
the lie detector 1980s version. We are giving away two tickets to see Rick Springfield's I Want My 80s Tour in La Vista. That's also featuring the Hooters, Paul Young, Tommy Two-Tone, completely 80s. And so we're going to test your knowledge of the 80s with the lie detector 80s version. That's coming up at 710. Should be a lot of fun to play and listen to. And someone's going to come out of there with tickets. We'll also count down the five things you're talking about today with your morning drive. A little bit later in the show during the 8 o'clock hour, the Grow Lincoln team, Robin and Dave, will be in with the very latest on new restaurants, retail businesses in the capital city. And then it is our eight, our monthly visit from Dr. Ken Dewey. He's going to join us at 835 and tell us when the warm-up begins. It's 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we still have some lines open for you if you want to play the lie detector game. See how well you know your 1980s events, and uh, if you do, you can win two tickets to see Ring Springfield's I Want My 80s Tour at the Astro, uh, the facility in La Vista, new facility, by the way, Rick Springfield, the Hooters, Paul Young, Tommy Two-Tone. Uh, you have your chance to win. Here's how it's going to work. I am going to tell you three events, three historical events may involve news, may involve politics, may involve entertainment, may involve Music, sports, movies, whatever it is. And two of them definitely did happen in the 80s. One of them definitely did not happen in the 80s. If you get three in a row, if you get three in a row, you are going to get the pair of tickets to the show. So call right now. Still some lines open. If you want to play 402-479-1400, make that call right now. Deanne is going to be our first contestant. Good morning, Deanne. How are you doing today? Great. How are you, Jack? I'm good. I'm good. All right. This is. Uh, I had fun writing this one, so hopefully people have fun playing it, and hopefully it's uh, it's winnable here. So I think you can. It's just one out of three here. All right. Three events. One of these did not happen in the 80s. The other two did. Here are your three events for your first question. Prince Charles marries Larry, Lady Diana, then becomes Princess Diana. Prozac is approved for use as an antidepressant in the United States. And Pink Floyd releases their famous album, The Wall. One of those did not happen in the 80s. I'll repeat. Prince Charles marries Lady Diana. Prozac approved for use as an antidepressant in the U.S. Pink Floyd releases their famous album, The Wall. Which one did not happen in the 80s? 
Man, I wanted Caleb's baby question. <laughs> it's still one out of three, though. So it's still one out of three. One okay, out of three. I'm gonna, I am going to go with, let's see, I think that Princess Diana, I think that that happened in the 80s. And I'm not sure about Prozac. I'm gonna go, what was my third one? Pink Floyd releases their famous album, The Wall. That seems like that was maybe more of a 70s thing. I'm going to go with Pink Floyd. Correct. Ooh, do you like my new correct sounder? That's correct. 1979. 1979 was Pink Floyd's The Way Down, Need No Education. That was 1979. You nailed it. Prince Charles, 1981. And then Prozac was 1987. All right, you got this, Deanne. You don't need to worry. All right. Two more. Let's see if you can do this. Sony debuts the CD player in America. The Space Invaders arcade video game is released. And the movie Gandhi wins 11 Oscars. Sony debuts the CD player in the United States. The Space Invaders arcade video game is released. And the movie Gandhi wins 11 Oscars. Uh, Oscars. One of those did not happen in the 80s. Which one? Boy. CD player, Space Invaders, or Gandhi? Let's go with the CD player. Is it the CD player? <laughs> No, it's not. Thank you. Try again. 402-479-1400. Open lines for you. We're playing for tickets to the Rick Springfield I Want My 80s Tour. Trying to tell which of these things did happen in the 80s. Two of the three did that I will read to you. Okay. Next in line is Chris Nolatha. Ooh, Chris is going to do good at this one. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jack. How you doing? This is going to be your wheelhouse. I feel good about you on this one. All right? Let's see if you can do it. uh, Uh, Here we go. All right, let's try it. Here you go. The Godfather Part 3 was released. Colin Powell becomes the fir- the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Or the first iteration of the Simpsons TV show was broadcast. Again, once again, one of these did not happen in the 80s. The other two did. The Godfather Part 3 was released. Colin Powell becomes the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Or the first episode of the Simpsons was broadcast, which did not happen in the 80s. A little bit of a guess, but I think Godfather Part 3 was in the 90s. Is that your guess? That is my guess. Correct! Godfather's Part 3, I kind of, I was, I tried to trick you there. It was in 1990, so it just missed the 80s. Godfather Part 3 was 1990. All right, here's another one. Taylor Swift was born. The Lexus car brand is launched. And ESPN launches in the United States. Taylor Swift is born. The Lexus car brand is launched, or ESPN is launched in the United States. Two happened in the 80s. One did not. Which one did not? Uh, God, I want to say ESPN was 79. Um, I'm going to go ESPN was launched. I thought that was 79. Correct. Correct. In fact, you have the year right, too. 1979 is when ESPN launched. Uh, The other two, uh, Taylor Swift was born. Well, Taylor Swift named her album after the year she was born, so a lot of people know that. What, 1987, I believe? Uh, And then uh, the Lexus, Lexus was 1989, so that just missed the 90s. So there you go. All right. You do this one, you are going to be our winner. Here you go. Your final three. If you get it right, you win. All right. The World Health Organization declares smallpox eradicated. John Wayne passes away. 
The world's first analog high-definition broadcasts commenced. This is a hard one. Man, I did this one hard. Ooh. The World Health Organization declares smallpox eradicated. John Wayne passes away. The world's first analog high-definition broadcast commenced. I believe it was in uh, Japan where that happened, too, as I read about it. The, we're talking about the high-definition thing? Yeah. The, it, okay. Um, Jeez. World Health, uh, smallpox is gone, John Wayne dies, or the first HDTV broadcast. I think John Wayne, I believe it was like early 80s when he died, so that's not it. It's, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the, the HD, this is a guess. Yep, HD, all right, the HD yep. for the win. Ah, no, no that wasn't it. You were close. Thank you, Chris. 402-479-1400. If you're just joining us, we're playing for tickets to the Rick Springfield I Want My 80s Tour in La Vista, August 30th. It's got Ring Springfield, the Hooters, Paul Young, uh, so, and Tommy Tutone. So Rick Springfield, Rick Springfield, 8675309, the Hooters, and we dance just a little close. Paul Young, every time you go away. And Tommy Tutone, goody two shoes, goody goody two shoes. Um, <laughs> I can name one song from each of them at least. Uh, all right, back. To the phones. Howdy, John is going to play this one. Okay, John. Hi, John. How are you doing? Howdy. Howdy. All right, you ready for this? Good job, Chris, but horseshoes and hand grenades are close. Uh, yeah, he was very close. All right, well, let's see how you do before you talk any smack. Oh, no, I'm not, I might not do good. I was All right. graduating and went to the earthquake in Mexico City. So okay, well, here, are here are you th- okay. your three. The first Cabbage Patch Kids doll was produced. The Winter Olympics were held in Calgary, Canada, and the Camp David Accords were signed between Israel and Europe. Cabbage Patch Kids, Winter Olympics in Calgary, Canada, or Camp David Accords were signed. Camp David Accords. Camp David Accords, he says. That's correct. 1970s, that happened. Yep, that happened in the 70s. All right, you got the hang so far. Can you get two more of these? All right. Next group, media communications company Time Warner is created. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins his first NASCAR race. Or Kim Kardashian, uh, or no, it's Dale Earnhardt Sr., by the way, not Jr. That would not be oh. right. Dale Earnhardt Sr. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Sr. wins his first race. That would have been very easy. Yeah. Uh, or, or Kim Kardashian was born. Time Warner is created. Dale Earnhardt wins his first NASCAR race. Or Kim Kardashian was born. Which one did not happen in the 80s? Oh, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. No, she was born in 1980. Sorry. All right, back to the phones. Let's see if we can get a winner here. Next on the line is That Paul. All right, That Paul. You should be good at this. Yeah. You ready? I uh, I identify as a flapper, but I am a boomer, <laughs> so let's drop the boom. You, 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 were, you were there, that's for sure. All right, here we go. Which did not happen in the 80s? Space Shuttle Discovery took its maiden flight. Nelson Mandela released from prison in South Africa. The Tony Awards give Musical of the Year to Cats. Is it Space Shuttle Discovery on its first flight? Nelson Mandela released. Or Cats is the Musical of the Year, which did not happen in the 80s. This is tough, but I'm guessing here. Guessing. I think it's Mandela. Is it Mandela? Yep, uh, Nelson Mandela, early 90s. 
Early nineties. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, another one for you. Uh, Kiss appears on MTV without the make wearing their makeup for the first time. The Exxon Valdez oil spill. Valdez Valdez Exxon Valdez oil spill. Children's show Fraggle Rock debuts on HBO. So we got Kiss with no makeup on MTV. We got the Exxon Valdez oil spill, or we got Fraggle Rock starting on HBO. What do you think? Wow, these are tough, tough ones. Yep. Uh, that I don't know. I'm going to go with Fraggle Rock. Is it Fraggle Rock? No, it is not. It is not. This is too hard. I made this too hard, and I love it. I love it. 402-479-1400. I got time for two or three more people to take a shot at this. Otherwise, I'll hold the, this ticket. This uh, concert is until until August 30th. I'll hold on to these if we need to. 402-479-1400. I should have I should have given people the opportunity to get help from Mark. That's probably what I should have done. But uh, 402-479-1400, if you think you can win this. Maybe I made this one a little too... I thought a few of them were obvious. Like that last one, I definitely would have got right. Fraggle Rock debuts? That definitely debuted in the 80s. 100%. I remember that. I was terrified of that show. Show was completely creepy and scary. Exa, uh, well, I'll, I'm not going to tell you the answer because I might reuse that one. All right, I'm going straight to, the fo- straight to the phone. Straight on the air to see who we got here. Good morning, KLIN. Who's this? Hey, it's Rex. All right, Rex. Let's see if you can make this thing happen. All right, your three. The arcade game Pac-Man is released in Japan. The movie Rocky II was released. Or Carl Walenda of the Flying Walendas dies in a tightrope stunt in Puerto Rico. Pac-Man released, Rocky II released, or Carl Walenda passes away. Passes away. Hey, Carl Walenda passes away. That's correct. That was in the 70s. You've got that one right. All right, next one. Uh, The song Do They Know It's Christmas was recorded by a superstar group called Band-Aid. The UK and China agree that Hong Kong would revert to Chinese control in 1997. They had the agreement that they made that. Or the death of Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. Do They Know It's Christmas recorded? Hong Kong agreement for Hong Kong to go to Chinese control in 1997 or Freddie Mercury passes away. Freddie Mercury passes away. Wow, you are on it right now. You are absolutely on it. All right. Let's do I'm trying to remember which of these that we did not um did not have somebody get right. Um let's do this one. World Health Organization declares smallpox eradicated. John Wayne passes away. Or the first analog high-def broadcast was commenced. Okay? We did this one earlier, so if you're listening, you know which one of those that's wrong. Smallpox is <laughs> I, I, smallpox eradicated, John Wayne dies, or uh, first HDTV broadcast. Uh, I, I, you know, you know, I'm going to still go with... Uh, no. The, and, uh, I was going to go with Passes Away. Okay, with John Wayne, Passes Away... Yeah. That's correct. You got the third. There it is. You are our winner. It is John Wayne. He passed away in 1979. Also, he is uh, my my wife's uh, paternal grandfather's cousin. So that's also interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you if you look up his real last name, it's the same as the maiden name of my wife. They have the same last name, and they're both from Iowa. But nonetheless, enough of my stories. Uh, who am I talking to here? By the way, I don't think I asked your name. 
Hey, this is Rex. Rex. Oh, yeah, you did tell me, Rex. Hey, Rex, you win. You got the tickets to uh, the I Love, the I Want My 80s tour with Rick Springfield and others, August 30th in La Vista. Hang tight. We are going to get your information, okay? Congratulations. Very good. Here, Johnny, you want to grab his info for that? So there you go. Let's go through these real quick while Johnny's getting that information. I want to give you guys the right answer for these. Uh, Prince Charles married Lady Di, 81. Prozac approved, 87. Pink Floyd releases The Wall, 79. Sony debuts a CD player in America, 83. Space Invaders, 78. Gandhi, 83. So Space Invaders was the right answer there. Godfather 3, 1990. Colin Powell, 1989, Simpsons TV show, first one, 1987. Uh, we did the Taylor Swift one. Small Packs are red, uh, eradicated in 1980. John Wayne passed away in 1979. HD, the first HD broadcast, actually in 1989. That was, that was a little bit surprising here. Time Warner created in 1989. Dale Earnhardt's first race, 1979. Kim Kardashian was born in 1980. So that was that one that was missed. Space Shuttle Discovery takes its maiden flight in 84. Mandela released from prison in 90, and Tony Award gives Cats the best musical in 1983. Uh, let's see. Kiss with No Makeup on MTV. That one might have thrown me off. That one was 1983. Fraggle Rock debuted in 1983. Exxon Valdez Oil Spill was 1990. So that was the right answer on that one. And then some of the other ones that we mentioned. Pac-Man released in 1980. Rocky II released in 1982. Uh, Carl Walenda passed away in 19... I believe it was 78 or 79. I can't remember. I didn't write that one down. Do You Know It's Christmas was in 1984. They agreed, UK and China agreed that Hong Kong would revert to Chinese control in 1997. That happened in 1983. And let's see. I think that's all of them then. I think that's all of them that we had. So there you go. Congratulations to Rex. He is our winner. He's going to the show. That was fun. That was fun. It might not have been fun for you guys. It was fun for me to go through these things. And uh, it, was, it was a difficult one. But we may uh, we may try something like this again with the lie detector. All right, seven twenty seven. That's it for the ticket Thursday. We'll have another ticket for you next Thursday to win a pair of tickets. Take a break. I got sports next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all. Listen up! I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Traffic, I'm Chris Ofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get this thing started today with your Morning Drive right now. Number five. Nebraska's new law banning abortion at 12 weeks gestational age remains in effect. That's because yesterday, uh, District Court Judge Lori Moret, uh did not act on a suit that was filed. They were asking for a temporary injunction on it, a Planned Parenthood uh, preliminary injunction, I should say, on LB 574. But she took it under advisement, so now we're going through the process of Planned Parenthood uh, on one side and the Attorney General's office arguing for the state. So, so but I mean, this has got to be played out over the course of 
what a few days probably before she issues the ruling. Yeah, I don't I don't know how exactly how long it'll take, but yeah, it'll be in the coming days. Maybe I suppose it could be a week or two. But um, this is not it's not surprising that nothing was decided just upon oral arguments yesterday because there was a variety of things that were brought up, and I'm sure they briefed the judge on their arguments and and. The state came out and said, look, not only do we think they should lose on the preliminary injunction, we think this should be dismissed. And and um, the ACLU said, hey, look, we believe this violates the single subject rule. Therefore, we believe it's a clear loser on the merits and some damage is being done by it being in effect while, during the pendency of this case. So we believe there should be a temporary injunction that essentially says, hey, this law is going to be put on hold while we adjudicate, adjudicate this case in court. Once we figure it out, it can either go back into effect or you get it off the books because it's unconstitutional because it violates the single subject rule. Now, they're arguing on temporary issue. Well, I guess the dismissal isn't a temporary issue, but on the injunction, it's a temporary issue. It's not a final disposition of the case, but... These are particularly important because even though they are temporary, one of the factors in granting an injunction, one of the factors that the judge has to consider under the law is the likelihood of success on the merits. Meaning that if the injunction is not granted for the ACLU, it means that the judge at the outset, and this can change, but at the outset, it looks more likely that the state is going to prevail on this. At least that's one of the balancing factor. There's also another factor that essentially says, hey, how much hardship would this create? Are there things that are done that could not be undone if there was not a temporary injunction? And these are amongst the categories of, of things that need to be considered by a judge when they decide whether to put this on hold. So um, that's what we're doing right now, Mark, is we are waiting to see if this law, which went into effect, I think, in May... Is May 22nd, the, really the abortion open. portion of it yes. went into law went into law in May. Now the other part of this, uh, it's my understanding that that's not until October I, with the like, transgender yeah, general care. care. Yeah. So that would be October. So you you probably don't need to have any kind of a temporary injunction related to that right now, practically. But it'll mainly be and and I'm not sure exactly what the argument by the state was to dismiss this thing. I'd be surprised if the judge dismissed it out of hand right now but again what you're going to look for is what happens in that temporary injunction ruling whether or not the law continues while the case goes on whether it stops that's going to give you a that's going to give you a pretty good idea of whether the aclu has a shot at actually getting this thing overturned and mark it'll be interesting because the discussion is not on the merits of the law whether it's a good policy idea right any of those things the simple question that the judge has to decide in this case is whether or not because you grouped both of these issues together in one bill does this violate the single subject rule and it seems you know when we we talked about this a little when this was actually going through the legislative process there were you know people who who are more familiar uh, maybe than us with what the jurisprudence has been on this issue it looks like there's some gray area here, especially when the legislature acts. Yeah, and the attorney general's basic argument is that the leg- uh, lawmakers do have discretion to do this, and I, I would imagine they can have a lot of precedent too, because uh, this uh, sometimes they're called a Christmas tree type bill or something where they put several things together, and we'll see where if that plays a factor. Right. 
Uh, uh, there were examples made too. I'm, I'm, I'm in reading about some of the oral arguments on on Twitter. You know, there was the question made by the ACLU on this, like, you know, could you have put could you have put like a smoking ban along with an abortion ban, that kind of thing, because they both deal with public health, health, those sorts of things. Um, and the ACLU said, look, under what the state's saying, they're basically saying there's no situation where you would be violating the single subject rule. They, they want such a broad interpretation of it that that's what you're, what you're getting. So, there, And then there's another, sli- there's another issue, too, about whether or not it's, it's I guess, a, kind of a standing question that the Attorney General's office brought up to whether or not Planned Parenthood, doctors, um, that they've got a right to bring a lawsuit at all uh, in this whole thing. So that I assume that's part of the argument for the dismissal of the case. But anyway, we'll see what Lancaster County District Judge um, Merritt decides on this as it's in front of her right now, and uh, she'll issue a written opinion in the coming days and or weeks. Number four. U.S. Department of Justice uh, announced Anna Indigma, 38, Lincoln resident, was sentenced to 21 years, 10 months. Uh, you may recall she worked in the evidence room at the Nebraska State Patrol. She and uh, George Weaver uh, were arrested and both have either pled guilty or were convicted of those thefts of over 224 grams of... Uh, it, it was a lot of... It's cra- the amount of, is crazy. 224 pounds of something and... and 400 grams of fentanyl, 50 kilograms of marijuana. A hundred, that's a hundred, the the amount of drugs missing, according to the KLI story, 154 pounds of marijuana, 19 pounds cocaine, 6 pounds fentanyl, 10 pounds of heroin, 3 pounds of meth, 32 pounds of THC. I don't even know what THC on its own is. Then THC vape cartridges, 1,720 of them as well. And then in addition to a whole lot of other pills, this is a massive, this is a massive amount of drugs. And you may recall the, the, some of the ramifications that there was dismissal of quite a few cases as a result of the missing evidence. Yeah, you've got, you've got, yeah, you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to prove these things. And that, that was an impact on this as well, but the the video surveillance that they had on this, according to the state patrol, was that she would open these sealed boxes, take them out, put them in a garbage bag, put the bag into her car, um, basically over the course of most of the summer in 2021, and and take it take it with her at that point, and uh, then you know then I'm sure sold them at at this that, point. That was back during the time when we were having some of several. Uh, Overdose oh, deaths, all those overdoses, and yeah. there was there was some thought that this could have been tied to some of those, right? So George Weaver is expected to be sentenced, I believe, next month. Yeah, he's he's got a separate, and he was kind of the uh, alleged accomplice in this whole thing. But man, it's still it's still crazy that any of this happened was able to happen. Um, bet the next person that they hired in that position, they did some very. Very extensive background checking on to make sure that this. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that they did anything negligent in in this hiring, but they were going to make a hundred percent sure if you're dealing with this stuff, you're not taking it out. So, man, quite the uh, situation. And, and what did you say? Twenty, twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. Twenty-one and 10 years, months. ten months. 
Yeah, it sounds sounds about right. Sounds about so right for that kind of a thing. And and I believe that's uh, wasn't that federal. Uh, yeah, it was the DOJ. Yep. And so there's no parole. Yes. In yep. the federal. Yep. System. Correct. So correct. A lot more likely to serve most of the uh, most of the sentence if it's a federal conviction than she's it would be on a state. She's 38, so she won't be out till she's almost uh, 60. If you yeah, if she if she stays that entire time. Uh, sad story. All right, moving on. Number three. Well, as we've talked about a couple of times this week, and uh, you talked with the mayor about it yesterday, the LPDs moved to go from daily uh, media briefings to three times a week. Uh, got a lot of people in the media concerned. As a matter of fact, Lincoln Journal Star had an extensive editorial on it yesterday uh, and talked about uh, a story that Andrew Wegley wrote over the weekend that mm-hmm. you and I talked about at length on on uh, Monday morning, but the mayor, um, you pressed her on it, and I guess you'll have to decide. Do you, have with... that, do you have that clip that you played during the newscast by any chance? Sorry to put you on the spot there, but that was uh, kind of uh, yes. summarized uh, the... summarized a little. I, I, I basically just asked her to explain if she would. Well, number one, I asked her if she was involved in the decision, and, and if so, how she would explain why the decision was made to go to back up these briefings from five to three, um, in a kind of a tradition that's been happening for decades and decades. Here you go. At this point. Because our city website's got access to information 24 hours a day, because we're putting out emails about the activity, because we're available 24-7, uh, because we've invested in a public information officer to serve the needs of, of LPD and the, and the media, because there are duty commanders on staff to answer questions. We're trying to shift to meet the needs of the modern news cycle. So... Uh, I guess, and I'm not, I've never gone to these briefings. That's not really my role here. So, but like the the thing I have heard when I've talked to media who has been, or if you look at the Journal Star editorial, um, you know, Mark talking to you, but talking to, hearing from other people who do this, nobody in the media seems to think that they've got better access or the same access now as no. they would have if they kept going no so th- I mean they're saying they're not cutting back access but the people who are doing this are saying no we are not getting the same access we're not able to get the information that we need we're getting less access when you cut these days out and the things that are cited as replacements the new sort of the new era of information technology is not sufficient and i don't quite know the ins and outs of that i know you know in talking to you sometimes it's not always been easy to get someone on the phone when they're said to be available on the phone um i think that's probably played into it for several media members yes uh, Um, we're not alone here at klan on that yeah um so i think that's that's probably part of it some of the other some stuff was taken off the website too wasn't the daily incident calls taken off there too well that's that's changed uh what they did a few years ago is uh, there were names and addresses that were published, and those had been taken off. But I'll, I'll just, you know, when the, the chief and the mayor say that they're, they're making this information publicly available, uh, I, I'm, I would have to challenge that. There, there's a listing every hour of the number of calls that they're responding. The calls, okay, yeah. But no detail. And, for example, last Friday before we went to uh, the media briefing, uh, I pulled up one, and there was a call for a weapons violation. But there's no detail. So... Uh, being a member of the media, and and when the incident calls are put up there, there's no case number because the cases 
aren't entered to the next step until the officer finishes. It's just a number of total... Are yes. you talking about the number of total, like, alcohol call to yes. disturbance for... That's updated every prowler hour. Prowler 5, yeah. yeah. That's updated every hour. But the details, the case numbers that we have to refer to if we want more information, sometimes don't show up for two, three, four days. Yeah. Well, and the news cycle, and, and I appreciate the mayor saying they're trying to respond to the modern news, site, uh, news cycle, but I... I beg to differ the news cycle is the news cycle not what lpd or what the radio station the newspaper or the tv station decides the news cycle to be it's the press of the news and and so this idea that more information is publicly available i i just have to respectfully totally disagree yeah there's just a disconnect here when i hear the kind of the reason that it's being done and then the reaction to people who actually do these things if the reason is to make it more efficient easier better information it doesn't sound like that's happening um for, you know in the actual experience of, but, yeah, and, of people who are doing it you know so. i've been doing this morning uh anchor position now for what three years two and a half i have no idea three years something like that <laughs> but, you know i've been involved in the news here for seven years and and actually i sat and talked to jane monick yesterday about this oh what I, is, I managed oh. to uh meet them at a coffee shop just by accident uh but jane was just absolutely blown away by it she said you know it's 100 year uh of daily briefings in one form or another and she went to lots of those <laughs> over the years that's what she was saying like thousands and she of said the amount of the information year. that you're able to glean uh being able to to talk one-on-one is just so much better and yeah, and it's, I guess it's a little bit about... The Journal Star mentioned this, too. It's also about having a bit of a relationship. It is. That kind of thing. But it, I, I guess the question is, if if you wanted to do it a different way, are those you know are those online or other electronic resources available? If they're not, could they be, and could that be a workable solution? But how much has to happen to actually get there, where that, where that information is sufficient and good for the media here? with whatever's right. available and, right now and that, that's a that's maybe that's possible i'm not sure and, and the journal star pointed out you know it, it seems funny that just a few months after uh, a civilian public information officer was hired that the public uh briefings the police briefings are reduced yeah by 40 percent by the way right yeah it's it, right it just seems like that i don't know something doesn't add up something doesn't quite add up when you've got the media saying no this is we're not we're not able to get as much we we just haven't been able we need these things and the and, the reason the the kind of the reason stated that it's happening is that it's more efficient this way it responds to the way the news cycle works now these days and it's it's essentially better for media they're saying no it's not so but you anecdotally uh i've had this discussion with you and you're aware of how many mornings i've been frustrated over the past close to a year over a year now of not being able to get information by phone. I mean, you're aware of that. Yes. I've discussed that with you a couple of times. Yeah. So. Before this came out. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we have going on today. Number one. Nebraska Pro Volleyball. We're expected to find out the official name 10 a.m. this morning. 10.30 this morning. All right. Are they going to be called? I assume they'll be called Nebraska rather than Omaha. But I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure what the plan is for that but they put up 
This has been quite a quite a venture here. You got Diane. We talked to John Baylor about this yesterday. You've got Diane Mendenhall, who's the president of this whole thing. You got Jimmy Burrow, who's in involved in this whole thing. You've got a bunch of players who have been some of the best in the country. Some huge names from Presley, from Baylor to Sidney Hilly from Wisconsin to some former Huskers and. It's it's pretty impressive what they've done. Uh, so we'll see. I wonder what the name. I wonder what they go with the name. I haven't heard any inside information on this whole thing, but um, yeah, this is putting putting a lot into this into this whole thing, and uh, going to be playing the CHI Health Center as well. Trying to get some big crowds there for volleyball. Listen, if they can do it any place, I would say this is the place they can do it and be successful. And get big crowds and hopefully make some money along well, the way. Nebraska we'll has got to be, if not at the top uh, in the world, when it comes to collegiate uh, volleyball. Nebraska is certainly right up there uh, nationally as the leader. So this is a nice fit. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's what we've got going on today. So we'll see in a couple hours what the uh, what the name of the new volleyball team here, pro volleyball team in the state of Nebraska is going to be. 75, we will take a break. We've got 70 degrees in the capital city. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. If you come across anything that gets in your way, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's another check of your time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, we'll have Robin and Dave in studio with us, the Grow Lincoln team. They've got a list. Uh, looks like we got some, uh, looks like we got a couple of pieces of food news here that we'll get in here, uh, to what's happening, restaurants, uh, opening, changing, those sorts of things, and a bunch of retail news as well. So be listening for that. You might learn about what that new thing that's going in by your place is. And then, during uh, the end of the show, the final half hour of the show, we're going to have John Bishop. Excuse me. We're going to have Ken Dewey in here. John Bishop is yesterday. Goodness sakes, I'm forgetting what day it is. Uh, this week, we got Dr. Ken Dewey in for his monthly visit. We're going to talk when the heat gets turned back on in the capital city as things. Is- hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're going to puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Found left turn lane, paving repair. And keep in mind, it is motorcycle and bicycle season. Look once and look again. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on your Thursday morning, 71 degrees in the capital city. And uh, on Thursdays at 810, we talk what's going on in the business, restaurant, retail world in Lincoln and the surrounding areas with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, who joined us right now robin dave good morning how you doing today good morning good dave, good morning gentlemen good to uh good to see you uh all right let's jump right in i've got a bit of news here i've I, every time i see something a sign up that sort of thing i try
try and remember. I need to remember to take pictures because otherwise I forget. I got one I remembered and one I forgot. So we'll get back to the one I forgot. But the one I remembered uh, is over at Meadow Lane, and I saw a temporary sign, like a banner up over there in one of the one of the bays there. Um, and I can't even remember exactly which businesses it was between, but it's over in the Meadow Lane Shopping Center uh, with rutabagas. That is, yeah, that was downtown. Coming back, yeah, rutabagas. Rutabagas is back. Yeah, vegan comfort food uh, started in 2018, according to their website. They were over by the old Spaghetti Works for a while. Then they got the Lazari space right in yes. downtown. Uh huh. Opened it up during the pandemic. Um, according to their website, the the owner uh, had a baby. Uh, they decided to, after a little while, all the challenges that went along with that, they closed the door at the end of 21. Then they they kind of went to private commercial shared kitchen space, did catering events, a couple of pop-ups. They were doing food trucks, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So now they've got a place they're opening up, according to the website, in August. Did I see that right? Yes. Opening in August. So they're having a grand reopening in August 2023. In Meadow Lane, 854 North 70th is the exact address. Excellent. On that. Yeah. So, so yeah, glad, so glad to see they're, they're, they're fighting to stay alive and, and doing well, hopefully. And yet another shopping center. You can throw it along with Clock Tower. You can throw it along with Piedmont. You can throw it all these places that were, you know, existed, you know, like in the 80s when I moved here and before that oh, as well. Even before, well, yes. Well before that. But, what you know, I remember from my entire, all three of those places, I remember my entire life of being here in Lincoln. Also, all three of them had a spot where they were just, you know, it looked like they were going to heck, right? Oh, right. Yeah. All three of those. And there's probably more like oh, that as there well. There are yeah. folk tales about Piedmont. Piedmont, yeah. Clock Tower, Meadow Lane, yeah. all of those. And there are probably others. And now uh, all three of those completely rejuvenated. Yeah. Comple- they, and Meadow Lane is probably the full, latest to do full. it. They are yeah. full. And, you know, this is hard when you're a landlord to come up with those dollars that you have to have every few years to invest in these shopping centers but if you want a full shopping center uh, and you want to keep your rents where they are or make them better that's what you got to do well and and in the case of piedmont that just took a change of ownership oh did it ever yeah that i mean that was really substantial and uh to to somewhat the same degree it was some different family members at uh clock tower a different generation different generation and uh you know, the Meadow Lane one has been owned by uh, the Hampton uh, organization for a long time. And they always have quality They, they do a properties. nice job. Yeah. yeah and, and they've got they've got the uh, wherewithal to pull things off like this. Right. now, So now they've got, I mean, that Meadow Lane, you, if you haven't been over there for a while, it's probably been quite a while since they had these, but they've got an Ace Hardware in there. They've got, they still have a, a bar that's there. They've got the Honest Abe's, the original Honest Abe's yeah. that's there. Mm-hmm. you got still have that Vows to Go that's been there for eons. I used to go have lunch there when I was in high school. They've got a record store. Uh, they've got Pharrell's, the, the body shaping fitness place. Um, and so, and I'm probably forgetting some spots that uh, they've got, yeah. and they're going to have rutabagas over there too. A groomer, there's so, a bar, yeah, yeah. Home, pet, I pet think groomer. home decor, yeah. yeah. So it just it just kind of follows that same thing of those places that looked like Piedmont at one point looked like it was going to bottom out and be a ghost town. Uh, Clock Tower looked like that. 
Metalanus looked like that, and they've all really rebounded, and which they, is which and is they great. Have for the everything from spas. I mean, all these things that you need there. I mean, that's a it really fills a need mm-hmm. in that yeah. neighborhood. Yes, yeah. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Perfect, great, good news for the neighborhood. Yeah, and that took you know they did that over a little bit of time, but it, it's been. And I'm talking about Metal Lane. Uh, when did they start that? Maybe two years, a couple or three of years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But they've done a very nice job. I mainly remember for going to the Baskin Robbins there years ago. And and Doozies. Doozies used to be there. Uh, I remember both of those. Come back, Doozies. Come back to Lincoln, Doozies. Uh, All right, news in the Telegraph District. What do we have, Dave? Well, uh, according to our colleague, Tom Gifford, uh, the Post Bar is going to come to the Telegraph District. So, once again, talking about an area that uh, looked like it had fallen on hard times and has been rejuvenated uh, because of uh, some developers that have put a lot of effort and money into an area, this is another one. Yeah. And and that's one where it seems ripe for more places like this. You know, I know the mill is kind of the staple over right. there right now, and there's a couple of places, but there isn't a lot in terms of food, bars, those sorts of things. That seems like it's the it's the next step, that there's going to be a demand for those things. Right, and, and, and they're getting more office users in yes. that area also, which is going to help out the bar restaurant scene because of the fact that they have some potential there's customers just foot traffic over there and there's never been foot traffic yeah. that's the whole point right. is, is, I it, mean, it's all that's all increasing yeah yeah without a doubt so the post bar okay very good all right news uh in northeast lincoln 6345 havelock robin what do we have here heritage bible church bought a former farmer's bank for state bank building back in 2020 so this has been going on for a while um, they are constructing 1893 coffee and cream, as in coffee and ice cream. Uh, okay. Further confirming my suspicion that we are onto another micro trend here with this ice cream thing. We have okay. had several of these in recent weeks. Um, there was this kind of reminds me of that one that was up near the football stadium. There was a church. Oh yes, that had the a church that had that shop. one. Up there, that was destination. That's right, I remember that. Yeah, Church of I the Nazarene. Not what it was called, but I remember destinations. It. Oh, de- oh, okay. Yeah, it was called something else before that, I think. But anyway, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I do, I do remember that as well. Okay, so that's uh, that's going in on on Havelock right over At there. Havelock, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Dave, twelfth and O near Sardar Heyman. We've well, got some news. Yeah, uh, this is Delco Dave's cheesesteak and. You have to, and this is what I think is kind of neat about this, you access it from the alley uh, behind Sarder Heyman's area, kind of by the, it's the back end of what was the Mars Bar, if I remember correctly. So it's the same block that the theaters are on. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's just kind of new, and uh, we had the owner uh on our show last weekend so if you'd like you can uh, listen to that podcast he's actually from philadelphia so and oh, really? is, yes so, like, exactly this is the, so, this is like the real thing right philly sandwiches so he's got cheesesteak credentials then yes well, well not only that he brings his bread from there okay he felt that that was one of the things that was different here versus there was the bread so he he has it shipped in all right 
Um, news on runs. I, I said the Journal Star had a had a story a few days ago, about a week or so ago, on that runs on Fifty Sixth and and Holdridge, and talking about people who worked there originally. I had uh, Becky Parrott on my podcast about runs, and we talked about the history of runs too. But this actually, this location, even though it wasn't remodeled that long ago, this is goes back further than a lot of people oh, think. I, re- I a long time, yeah. Yeah, well, Dave or Doug Cruz submitted a photo of Runza being torn down, and they are rebuilding its 56th and Holdridge location. Um, and we had lots of eyeballs and interactions on this, including um, some discussion about whether this was spirited debate. Uh, yeah, there was some back and forth about whether this was the first runza and i it's the sh- it was the kind of the shack thing outside of Pi- by pioneer I, I, I remember right. pioneer right. park yeah, yeah. i i that, hope becky parrot if you're listening you can confirm but i i think that was the first and this was the second but this might have been their first venture out into the community to build a freestanding store probably with, with a like modern drive through and yeah. it was probably I think that's the case i gotta go back and listen to that podcast i know she goes through all this on it um yeah that's how i always think of it too but yeah that one um when i lived over on east campus i spent a lot of time over at that run so so yeah well i drove by there when i was in college which was way before you were in law school mm-hmm. uh so, so it, was there and it was there yeah so yeah and and like i was saying it doesn't like i went there recently and i hadn't been there for a long time i was like wow this place has really sort of been remodeled and looks pretty nice and they're going they're rebuilding the whole thing now <laughs> At this point, yeah, it's so. a pile of rubble right now. <laughs> yeah, it uh, absolutely is. I I was Whole by there yesterday. And everything, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I haven't been out there yeah. for a while. Yeah, just by there a day or two ago. All right, uh, Dave. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Facebook. Another Facebook post. You guys have. Yeah, it caused a little bit of buzz on on our, uh, on Facebook. East of the Marshalls Home Goods out uh, at Wilderness Hills Shopping Center. Scissors and Scotch Barbershop is coming in. Uh, they will, well, they've got nice, some nice big signs up there and everything. And so it's another men's uh, oriented shop. Or are they, hair. Are you, are you really going to be able to drink scotch while you I get your I believe you can. <laughs> There's some things you just can't get through. Look. <laughs> We've mentioned this before. The number of places that have to get liquor licenses is is surprising. It's increasing, yeah. I, I want to know: Do they put like do they on your tumbler? Do they put like a plastic lid on it, like it's a soft drink from McDonald's, so your hair isn't falling in it? <laughs> Touche. What would you do? Or, or, do, or make or it like or make it like one or of those. Do you little, do or do you go to the waiting? counter when you get done? Or or you get your scotch after you? Right. Probably. I because yeah. that does sound unsanitary. I don't think I want the hair falling I just, into yeah, the I cup. Don't want, yeah. I don't want any beverages or food during the actual haircutting process. But yes. you know, if getting your haircut makes you nervous, you could do it before. <laughs> it makes you nervous, <laughs> like a oh, like a God. child. Maybe the scotch is for the person cutting Jeez. the hair. I mean, think of all the. If we're gonna have scotch at all the places that make us nervous, we're gonna have the dentist's office with scotch. We're gonna have your yeah. your yearly physical with scotch. Your mammogram. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, all right, so so that is oh, and and also this is a couple other interesting yeah. things about this. Um, there's going to be an Aflac insurance because Austin and Stephanie, who are opening the 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 
barbershop also own an Aflac branch. And the, and the other interesting thing is this is on the first floor of an apartment complex. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, oh. it, yeah, there's a, an apartment complex. Okay, so complex tell me where we're talking about now. This what? is 20, okay, go to, think, 27th and Yankee Hill. Oh, South Point. Okay. Um, no. Oh, no, 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 27th and Yankee Hill. Where Wilderness Hills. Wilderness Hills. Where Kohl's, gotcha. Marshalls, and Home gotcha. Goods are. And there's an apartment complex to the east to of the that. East. This is on the first floor of the apartment complex, okay. which is almost like something you would see downtown or yeah. 48th and Holdage. We're not used to seeing this in the more there's another place where that's happening not far from there on 14th and uh a little but a little bit south of pine lake where there's a scooters in the or no no sorry to mix up my coffee places yeah a new vibe which is kind of a similar concept yeah. right yeah in a, although in this building. this is a significantly larger apartment complex yeah. than the one that you're talking about it's like the kind with the pools and the, yeah i mean yeah. it's gotcha yeah it, it's gotcha. it's a pretty large apartment complex all right question on the facebook page have you heard anything this is from joan have you th- heard anything about dollar tree at 48th and oh the sign says sign is gone there's a sign on the door that says close store and that's in quote c-l-o-s-e store um so what do you what do you guys know about this? Facebook fan Jesse Rickert subsequently messaged us a couple of photos with the Dollar Tree signage removed and the handwritten sign on the door said closed down. Um and it said he he Jesse said this is near the super saver on forty eighth and O. Oh, okay. use of my picture, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we posted that on Facebook. Um that got a lot of buzz last night um yeah there's a little bit of discussion on there which i'm neither going to deny nor confirm about what happens next and there's an empty cvs across the street so since it's not confirmed you'll just have to read the rumors okay all right all right we wow. go. i'm gonna go read the rumors now yeah very interested uh, all right, what do we have coming up oh no i forgot one more of them uh yeah. bethany news here what do we have yeah uh Believe, and they're spelling it B-E-L-E-V-E, Believe uh, Dance Academy is going into that strip center. Uh, that would be Cotton and Holdridge, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that, they, kind of, that neighborhood? By the Topper Popper, to the, just, just to the Across south. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, from that $155,000 building permit in. All right, absolutely. Okay, what do we have coming up on the show this week? Mike Hahn will be in with Body Fit Training. It's a new fitness studio right across the street from um, Costco. Costco. A brand new sponsor, and he's going to talk about technology, how to implementing technology and possibly even AI into your fitness workout. And then Angela Paolini will be in to talk about time management techniques when you are trying to fill employment positions all right wow. there you go so that's coming up saturday at noon so we look forward to hearing you guys here then all right robin dave thanks so much we appreciate it we will talk to you next week all right thank you re- rest of the week guys i go robin Eshelman, dave albers real quick traffic note south 56 at pioneers has been shut down for a while now that has reopened so if you were avoiding it or thinking about whether or not you should avoid it you will be able to get through there now south 56 southbound at pioneers after an accident there has reopened. Take 20 still top out in the middle 80s today and we'll have a northerly breeze that'll transport drier air into the area, producing lower humidity compared to yesterday. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 836, welcome back. Glad to have you with us on KLIN. And it's been a uh, it's been a long time. We're a little overdue. We've been bringing you for years on this show monthly updates from Dr. Ken Dewey, our weather and climate guru, and just matching schedules up. Has not worked out over the course of uh, a period of weeks. And so we are overdue, but we have made it happen. Dr. Ken Dewey joins us once again here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends to get a monthly weather update and uh, take a look at the forecast going forward. Good morning, Dr. Dewey. How are you doing today? I am doing fine. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Lincoln. It's been a while, but let's go on. Let's go forward. Here is my theory about summer 2023. It's going in reverse. It we, is. We, started, we started out with what we normally see in late July. Uh, where, you know, which is when things really start to dry up when there are hot temperatures and we have gone to a point where we are the last few days, which is rain nearly every day, a five day mowing rotation for my own lawn, uh, things very green and temperatures with highs in the seventies. Now, I don't think that's going to continue, but how do you like my theory about the summer so far? I like it. This has been the strangest summer that I can remember. And I've lived in Lincoln many years. Um, you know what's weird is we've only had two days this month that are warmer than normal. Two, that's it. And we've only had three days that made it up into the 90s. So it's kind of weird because normally this time of year, July is normally the, what, the hottest month of the year. We average at least 14 days with 90-degree heat. Hasn't happened. The other strange thing is it normally dries out around July yep. because the wettest time of the year is spring. But we really didn't see the big switch until the last week of June. You know I have lots of numbers always running around in my head, and one of the there's a series of numbers that I think are pretty profound. We have been below normal in precipitation starting a year ago, and we had a lack of snowfall. I know you don't like talking about snow in July, but hey, there it was. And around June 28th, we were the second driest year, 12-month period, on record. And records go back over well over 130 years. And then on June 28th, we soared to 101 degrees, the hottest so far this summer. And then the next couple of days, we had a couple inches of rain. And then the big switch in the sky happened so that we had about four inches of water for the whole year going into June. And then since then, and I put a map out yesterday, and I'll update it again today, we've had from five to seven inches of rain so far this July. So it's been noted by a pretty pleasant month. I know some people are complaining about the humidity. But, you know, that's going to come with all this rain that we've had. So the driest 12-month period on record to second driest 12-month period on record, suddenly it started raining the end of June, the last two days. July has seen five to seven inches of rain across our area and a lack of heat. Well, you're not going to have a lot of heat when you have all the clouds and rain like we do. Mm -hmm. So it has been a strange weather pattern, especially to see in one month more rain than we had all the year leading up to July. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I wonder in, in, especially what we've seen in, in July, you know, you've had, you've had a few days where there's been a, about an inch or over an inch of precipitation. How much has that, can you get back what you missed essentially with a super rainy few weeks when you were essentially dry? What February, March, all the way through June? Oh, right. With this thing? 
It was a 12-month dry period. Yeah, 12 months. And as we went into the middle of June, we were 8 to 9 inches below normal on precipitation for the year. That's how dry it was. And we've made up a lot of it. This morning, we're 3 inches and 3,200, so about a three and a third inches below normal. Now, there's some good things about this rain. It didn't all come in one day. And we've had in the historical past in Lincoln days that have had four or five inches of rain. So instead of having five inches of rain in one day and most of it runs off, we keep getting these, you know, an inch of rain, half inch of rain. So it is soaked into the ground, into the farm fields, and hopefully people are not irrigating their lawns because we just don't need it, obviously. So the rains have been beneficial. Are we out of the drought? Technically, no. We still need another three inches of water just to catch up to even, and then, you know, and it's if we... If it stops raining, that number is going to get bigger. And that's our little bit of a worry. In a moment, we'll look ahead to see what the pattern is changing. I don't remember a summer that was like this, that the, it has been dry all year, and then we hit 100 degrees the end of June, and then somebody switched to a different channel. And then it got cooler <laughs> and wet. Yeah. And just to, to give it a, I mean, just to put in perspective, how odd this is July has been, not just from a precipitation standpoint, but from a temperature standpoint. I've got the uh, daily variables page up on lincolnweather.unl.edu right now, Dr. Duan. I count one, two, three. The third, the fourth, and the 11th are 90-plus days. The 11th right. did just hit 90. That's three days out of the 19 that we've had so far over 90 what kind of, I mean, that's got to be close to never happening, right? It is. It's extremely rare. I think we're going to make up for that as we talk about next week in a few moments. But remember, record highs are up to 115 degrees this time of year. They range from about 103 to 115. Next week, Tuesday, uh, the record high is 115 degrees. And if we look to the south, we're not really going to talk about the south. We don't live there, but maybe people would be interested. For the last three weeks, Phoenix, Arizona has been above 110 degrees. Wow. Every day. Yeah. And there and Death Valley reached all the way up to 127 degrees. Well, okay, nobody lives there. But a lot of people live in Phoenix and across Texas, Austin, Texas, for example, day after day above 100 degrees and nighttime lows in the 80s. It is just an unrelenting heat across Texas to Arizona and into California. So we may look at this and say, well, I guess it's cool everywhere. I put out a map of the Northern Hemisphere a couple days ago, and it showed there were only two places on, on the Earth that were cooler than normal right here. And then another place over in Asia. It's been basically very warm across the globe, except for here. So it's been kind of, we've been spoiled. And I think, you know, I put out a little diagram yesterday saying summer's not over. This is the peak, the mid-summer when it comes to temperature. So don't count out summer yet. Um, if this was September, we might say, well, I guess we didn't have a summer this year. But we're at the peak, the midpoint of the summer heat. It just hasn't happened yet. So we may have an abbreviated short summer, and that might be what's headed our way. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. Again, And you mentioned Arizona. The other place that they're talking about record hot temperatures is over in Europe. I happen to be over in Europe. Uh, uh, as of 
about a week and a half ago. We left there. We were in Rome, and there were a hundred degrees. They did it in Celsius, and I can't remember those numbers, but it was a hundred, hundred one highs when we were in Rome, and that must be rare there, uh, Dr. Dewey, because they they were not ready for it. No, that's been in the news as well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because over in Europe, and it's in the news every day that the tourists are just trying to deal with the intense heat. They've had to shut down some of the tourist attractions in Europe because it's just too hot. Um, so it, and then in Canada, it has been so dry, they have exceeded their record number of acres and record number of fires. And we've had smoke down in our area from time oh, to time. Geez. Our smoke comes down from British Columbia and Alberta, western Kansas, uh, western Kansas, western Canada. And then out of east, the smoke is coming down from Quebec as well. So Canada is suffering from record dryness and record heat and record amount of forest fires. There are some communities where the people People left in early June and have not been able to get back. We've had really bad air quality here. About a week ago, um, it was quite murky. I put a photograph on on, me, on social media showing a view out my backyard two days earlier with bright blue skies, and then the nice, sunny, beautiful day, but you couldn't see the sky. It was just cloaked in heavy dust, and not dust, but heavy smoke. So that is a feature too, Jack. It's not just been hot in the southern part of the U.S., but this heat has been over in Europe yeah. as well. And then a related weather factor that's impacted us is the drought in Canada, and they Seeded in mid-June, their maximum number of acres that they've ever seen on fire. Um, so this is an amazing summer where we're sitting here, very pleasant, and I've been able to sit outside. I know you like to do the same. Mm-hmm. I've been able to sit outside every evening. Yeah, it's been it's been beautiful. Yeah, you know about those Canadian wildfires and the smoke. I was driving home to my house uh, early in the evening last weekend, and it's always concerning when there are no clouds in the sky. But you look up, and you even if you do it accidentally, you can look directly into the sun, and it doesn't bother your eyes uh, immediately, which is just an odd an odd scenario. Okay, so let's um, let's look ahead now as to what's happening, and I look at just the Seven-day forecast, Dr. Dewey, looks good today, looks good tomorrow, but I start to sense by the time we get to next week, we're going back to what we normally have this time of year. It's going to feel like July starting next week. And in fact, if we look at the forecast for Sunday, the forecast high is 90. The normal is 90, but then things begin to get really hot. Now, it's always good to look at how bad it could be, and it's not. Two days ago, a computer model gave us a forecast high in Lincoln, and don't be scared, this isn't going to happen, but it gave a forecast high for Tuesday of 114. That's not going to happen. I hope, yeah. <laughs> but right now the, the, the National Weather Service is saying close to 100 degrees, and the computer models have settled this morning on about 98 degrees on Tuesday, 98 degrees on Wednesday. So the big worry people should have is they hear about all of this tremendous heat off in the southwest and down in Texas. Is that headed our way? Yes. But it's like in winter when you look at extremely cold air in Canada headed our way, we're not going to be 40 to 50 degrees below zero. You know, we'll be down around zero, very cold and miserable. But is it going to be 117 here like it was yesterday in Phoenix? No, 
Um, in fact, in Las Vegas, people were getting ill because a flight pulled over to the side, having to wait 30 minutes to take off. They turned off the air conditioner. Two people fainted. One of the air attendants had to be taken out on a stretcher. That's how hot it is in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And in some places, it's still 100 degrees at midnight. Is that what's headed this way? Oh, yeah. But will it be that bad? Absolutely not. We could still escape with having the hottest day be back in June. But right now we'll be flirting with 100 degree temperatures. And it also turns off the precipitation, Jack. Now, one of the advantages of all the rain we've had is it's so moist that it's going to be hard to heat up the atmosphere and the soil. But and I looked at the amount of precipitation expected to the end of the month, about an inch. Okay. And that's going to be enough for most people's lawns to keep going, but you're going to see things drying out pretty rapidly when we get those temperatures with winds 20 miles an hour and temperatures up near 100 degrees. But so we know it's coming. Not going to be as bad as it is to ourselves. How long will it last? Right now, the computer models are conservatively saying right about to the 2nd or 3rd of August. Now, you know and I know we have to keep you know, paying attention to this because by July 30, it could be pushed forward another week. But right now, it does not look like a prolonged heat wave. We've had Julys where it's above 90 every day. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to do that, um, obviously, because we're, we're right now four degrees below normal, which makes it one of our coldest Julys on record. So the heat wave coming, it is coming next week. It is a change. It's actually good timing for you and I to get together because there really hasn't been much change in the weather the last month. But this is the big change that's coming up, maybe getting drier. And, of course, feeling summer heat where it's going to be uncomfortable to sit outside of an evening. And it's going to be somewhat dangerous a couple of those days where it's near 100 to be outside working. And we're going to have high humidity with it, so it'll be very high dew points and high heat indexes. But right now, I'm encouraged to see that it looks like it has a shelf life, kind a strange term, I guess. It has a shelf life of about 10 days, subject to change. Yeah. And, of course, the 98 could be subject to change by next Tuesday. It could be creeping up into the 100s. So this is a big change. We've had five inches of rain to seven inches of rain across the five-county area in the last four weeks. And it's about to change with the hottest temperature, a couple days, barely above 90, as you noted. So that's about ready to change. But again, you know, this heat is just off to our south. Let's hope it stays there and we're just getting a portion of it. Again, I liken it to January when you get that massive cold waves up to our north and you see that 30, 40 degree below zero air. It doesn't make it here. Well, it did a couple years back in February. But for the most part, it doesn't make it down here. And this heat that's over 110 degrees won't make it up to here. But it will be a very uncomfortable week. We're not ready for it. We're spoiled. (laughs) Yeah, I think that. That's, that's probably, it will, yeah, it will. I don't think we realize how nice this feels until it's gone, most likely. I, I was looking back, there's only been one 100 degree day this year. That was, I believe, June 26th. That's the only time in Lincoln it's gone over 100. And I was thinking, well, is that, could, you know, having one or zero 100 degree days, how much of an anomaly is that? Actually, I see in 2019 and 2020, both of those years we didn't have a 100 degree day. So you, we do have some summers kind of like that. It does happen sometimes where it just doesn't get up there. Other years, you probably have five, six, ten, twelve of those days. 
Well, very much so. And I don't have those numbers up in front of me, but I do know, um, I think maybe I do while I talk to you, um, we have had uh, temperatures in the in the summer that have stayed above 100 for over 30 days. And I'm yeah. going to pull that up right now. And again, I like putting this data out there when we do have heat waves, because people then begin to realize, well, you know, it could be a whole lot worse. And let me pull up those numbers for you. Um, the ironic thing about it is we the, the globe is warm. Warming, um, and we're not going to get into the politics of that, but it is warming. But that doesn't mean everywhere is warming at the same time. And our summers have not been getting hotter. Our summers have been relatively pleasant. Our warmth has been in winter, the, the lack of snow except for the occasional year. Um, so here I'm pulling up the 100s now, and we've had as many in 1936, 41 days. That's hard to imagine, isn't it, Jack? 41 days above 100. 1934, 39 days. 2012, which isn't all that long ago, um, 17 days above 100 degrees. And our average is just around uh, six days a year. And the last few years, we haven't had many. Um, So 2022, we had six days. In 2021, we had four days. 2020, 2019, we didn't have any days that reached 100. So it's that kind of heat that we see to our south is reminiscent of those horrible dust bowl years that we had all the way heat all the way up into this area, but that's just not happening. And in our climate statistics, our summers are not what's showing the warming. Our warming is in the shoulder seasons of spring and fall, yeah. and especially winter. Yeah. Winters have been very much warmer here. Yep. Yeah. And lack of snow. Yeah. And I said it, snow twice today. You I know, snow. I know. It's it's a little. I'm yeah. It's it's okay now, but the next two months, let's let's not let's not get into it too much because that's when it actually gets no, scary. To put to put in to put in perspective, what you just said about 100 degree days. I've got the the same website at, and I'm looking at the 90 degree climatology. 23 days this year, just this year in 2023. That's over that have been over 90. That's it. Right. We've only had yeah. 23 days, most of them in June, uh, that were over 90. Last time, yeah. July 11th. And we normally average 14 days in July, so to only have three is pretty unusual. Now, we look at June. June actually was pretty warm. They, normal is about nine days that are above 90, and we had 16. So June was July, yeah. and July is June. Yep. it's the it's the ben, As I said, it's the Benjamin Button of summers. It's going backwards. and. and <laughs> I don't know what it means, Jack, and we're approaching the football season as well. Yes. We're a little about a month out from people going to the first Husker game, although I think the first few games are away, aren't they? Yes, uh, two, two, two away games to start out. But it's so. like, you know, the beginning of the football season around here can be pretty bad. So we've delayed the football season, which is, I don't know if that's good or not, um, because we can get some pretty bad heat in August. August also averages 11 days above 90, so yes. September only five. So the summer's not over. I think that's the big message I'm giving everybody this morning. I hope they enjoyed the first three weeks of July. Things are about to change. Don't fear. It's only the middle of summer. It's not the beginning. And we may be able to escape with um, probably not the hottest temperature of the summer. Hopefully, that was back in June. The Benjamin Button. I like that. We're going backwards. Yes. (laughs) I I am mowing. I I mowed on Saturday, and I have to mow again today. Trust it to say that never happens on July 20th, that I'm mowing twice a week. Never. No, this time of year, it pretty much just sits there, and you just, you know. Now, listen, people, don't start watering your lawn the minute it stops raining for three or four days. Let the lawn sit there for a while. It can even go slightly brown. 
We only need about a half inch of water in your lawns this time of year. Gardens, of course, are different. Um, but so don't panic. I've already seen sprinkler systems going even this month uh, because it hasn't rained for a day. Now, you don't want to keep it that wet because then you can get molds in the grass and it can cause all sorts of other disease problems. But right now, I think if we do get an inch of water between now and the end of the month, you and I probably won't be irrigating. Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, great to talk to you, Dr. Dewey. A lot there. We're looking at a change, and it's a perfect time to have you on. So we will visit in August. We'll see where we are then, all right? You're welcome. And, hey, listen, everyone, do check me out on, on Dewey Weather on Facebook and then KDewey1 on Twitter. And I will do daily updates of what's going on and any sudden changes that we see in the outlook as changed from what I talked about this morning. All right, great. We'll top out in the middle 80s today, and we'll have a northerly breeze that'll transport drier air into the area, producing lower humidity compared to yesterday. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. Thank you to the folks from the Capital Humane Society, Matt Mancharo, for joining us, as well as Robin and Dave, Gro Lincoln, and then Dr. Ken Dewey. Uh, by the way, next Thursday, Greg Sharp is going to return to his regular spot on 835 as we will be into Big Ten Media Days and fall practice as well, So, uh, or will be very shortly after that. So just a little programming note there. And then tomorrow, don't forget, is Request Line Friday. General, no restrictions on what you pick for tomorrow. I am going to be DJing, so be nice to me. Uh, but yeah, anything that you want tomorrow to get you ready for the weekend, we will play. So text that in to 402-479-1400. Guys, there aren't too many weeks of Request Line Friday left until we take our annual break. And so make them count with your requests here this week and going forward. Uh, Dan Parsons this afternoon, Doug